travel time with Jenny Kime. Teacher moms, let's talk travel. Hello, hello. Welcome teachers, moms, and or travelers to the 21st episode of Teacher Mom Talks Travel, aka TMTT. So we are back. I hope you all had a fabulous, wonderful, successful summer as the new show is titled or this episode is titled. Um, And I welcome you back. I want to tell you that I have absolutely missed podcasting all summer long. I've actually missed this. And I've thought about it all summer long. I thought about all the different things I wanted to talk about in this podcast, how I would welcome you back for the new school year. And those ideas have changed all throughout the summer. So I want to go ahead and get started and uh, explain to you what we will be discussing in this episode of Teacher Mom Talks Travel. So we actually have, I guess I will say like two or three topics today, and I almost even want to call them phases. So there's two phases that the show is going to go through today. The first phase is going to be thinking back on our summers, on my summer and you can get some ideas of what my summer was like and connect with it a little bit. And, um, and then I can hopefully find out through a connection question what your summer was like. So we're going to kind of review the summer, kind of recollect all those fabulous moments that we had. And then we're going to move into phase two of the show. And I have a very, very special announcement. I am so excited. I have a fabulous guest on my show today. And her name is Stacy Shoecraft, and she's not here right now with me, but in a moment I am going to call her in, and I'm going to get to interview her. She is a teacher and an author, and she's doing some really fabulous things in her classroom. So I have been in contact with her over the past week, and I am so excited uh, to bring her to all of you. She has inspired me. She has given me great ideas, so I know that she absolutely will be able to give you ideas as well to get you excited and ready to start back a new school year. So I do, uh, like I said, want to spend a little bit of time talking about summer since this is the travel show. So it's a combination of both, right? And that's why there's a a combination of those two topics. So we're going to kind of like hit the travel topic at the beginning because we know as teacher moms that we travel with our families, we travel with our kids, and Being a mom is just a constant adventure in itself. So we're going to start out with that part of the show, and then we're going to move into more of the teacher aspect, I guess. But then if you are just a mom out there, I still encourage you to stay tuned because Stacy writes that book. Uh, as a mother and as a teacher. So she's the perfect combination for the show, and I'm so thrilled to have her here soon with me today. So um, I, like I said, I want to share about my summer, and um, I hope you don't get bored with, with hearing all about me and blah, blah, blah. This is my summer and so forth. But remember, the purpose is, is for you to get to know me, for you to connect to the show, maybe laugh. When I, when I see a movie, when I read a book, when I read a blog, when I read a podcast, cast all I want to do is connect to it, right? That's really all we want out of this world most of the time, right? We just want somebody to connect to. We want to feel validated and um, those sorts of things. So that's why I really love tuning into 
blogs and movies and podcasts and different things because, you know, that are related to moms or related to teachers or travel because that's me. That's who I am. So I really hope that you do have the opportunity to connect and that you will also um, give back to me. So I'm giving you a little piece of my summer. I want you to give me a little piece of your summer back as well. And I'd love to share that on the show with your permission as well. Um, Another thing I can give you ideas for maybe next summer, or maybe you might accomplish those ideas before next summer. So just another thing to think about. And um, so that basically covers it. Just just keep connected and and share about you too, because I certainly don't want it to be all about me. So Um, I am skimming through my notes and I'm just running through this off the top of my head and now I'm trying to catch up. So very sorry about that. Um, I will tell you that this is, I, you know, there's no rhyme or rhythm to this list that I'm going to share with you. It's just kind of like, here's what happened during my summer. So here we go. Uh, first off, we took a like kind of long weekend trip to Cummings, Georgia, a place that I had never been. Um, My cousin became a father of two twin boys, um, and they were born in a hospital located in Cummings, Georgia, and um, so they, and and they actually live a good distance from Cummings, Georgia, and uh, one of them was discharged from the hospital, and another of the twins um, was in NICU for a little while, but um, a big joy and celebration that both of those two little boys are adorable and doing well, and I am, jo- I am enjoying seeing them grow on social media. So uh, that was the first thing that we did, and I will tell you um, there are a lot of specifics that I want to get to in all of these things that I'm going to list out, but today is not about specifics. I probably will dedicate shows to each of these places and destinations and things that we went, but I just want to give you an overview today, so just remember that. Another thing that we did this summer, and um, even towards the end of the school year as well, we visited Legoland, which is in Winter Haven, Florida, and um, so that was a lot of fun and a great place to visit. Um, we spent time with friends, which is awesome because I, unfortunately we don't always just get that downtime just to enjoy our friends. I, you know, met with current friends. I met with friends from, you know, high school. I, um, I got time to spend with my friends and, and then also got time to spend with friends too. So, you know, through play dates and things like that. So it was great fun, you know, lunch dates, playing at the mall, uh, visiting a friend's new home, playing in the pool, playing outside, inside, going to the movies. And we spent a lot of time at the beach. So um, that was definitely a fantastic way that we spent our summer. And speaking of the beach, I want to encourage you to go back to some past episodes. One of Teacher Mom Talks Travel's most popular episode is the Central Florida Golf Beaches episode. And it is a pretty good episode, so I definitely recommend that. And then also the Five Florida Beaches episode ranks kind of like right underneath that. But over the summer, those those episodes really got a lot of listens, which makes sense because everybody was going to the beach and they wanted ideas. So um, I do have some rest restaurant recommendations that I want to add, particularly to the Central Florida Golf Beach restaurant. These are not mentioned in my previous episode, so listen to these and then go back and grab that episode for more ideas. So in Madeira Beach, we found the Amish Creamery, which is amazing, and the ice cream is so good, and 
um, in my Five Florida Beach episode, I talk about uh, Sarasota and Siesta Key, and there is a place called Big Olives, and I eat the trash can ice cream there, and it's so good. It's it's vanilla ice cream. It has like little Reese cups in it, little like chocolate chip shavings. It has Heath Bar. It has Snickers and M&Ms and like every piece of candy that you can imagine is in this trash can ice cream and it's so good. And so when we were at um, this beach, I really wanted that ice cream and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then one day when we were driving to the mall, I saw Amish Creamery and I thought maybe trash can ice cream is there. And it is. And they sell it in like half gallon tubs or something like that too, which is really cool. Another uh, place that we visited was Maggie Mays, which is actually located in San Key. Uh, my husband had a really good omelet and some hash browns. And then the biscuit that came on his plate, I really just wanted to grab it and just take like five bites out of it. So, um, but I didn't, I didn't even touch it, but it looked amazing. And then I had the fish and chips. So we came, went for lunch and he had breakfast, but um, it comes highly recommended. There's actually two locations and the one that we um, ate at and San Key has like a, a golf view, which is nice. So you can actually sit outside if it's not raining, which it was kind of raining on the, on the day that we attended. But anyways, um, Keegan's I did talk about in the um, in my previous Central Florida Golf Beaches episode. However, this time we tried the white sangria and it was phenomenal. They had like cinnamon in it and it was the best sangria I have ever had. That is located in Indian Rocks. So I definitely recommend you checking that out as well. Um, Crabbies, I'm not sure if I mentioned that one or not, but that one's on Clearwater Beach and you have a beach view, great place to visit. Kilwins, I did mention in the St. Augustine episode, they have one in Clearwater Beach as well as uh, John's Pass. So great ice cream, homemade like cones, super good. Uh, Slice Pizza was also another great place to visit. I think that's located in Indian Rocks. Um, I had the chicken salad sandwich there with fresh fruit, which is exactly what I wanted at the time. I know it's silly to get that at Slice Pizza, but that's what my taste buds wanted. And it was a phenomenal choice. Very, very tasty treat. So moving on, some other things that my daughter and I um, took time doing. I got to spend so much wonderful quality time with her. I truly enjoyed it. Uh, We went to the library. She got to play a parachute. She did this little craft activity, and um, they had a boat that had, like, a blue cell, and the boat, you know, bottom part was red, and they had little circles on the blue and circles on the red, and then they gave her, like, dot stickers, blue dot stickers and red dot stickers, and she had to stick those on there. If you, um, I'm going to, at the end of the show, I'm definitely going to give you all the ways that you can reach out and contact me. Um, but I, I will say if you visit like my Twitter account or my Facebook page, Teacher Mom Talks Facebook page, I have a picture of that. And I actually, you know, got to watch her and, and do that uh, craft and everything. And then at the top, you know, I wrote the date and things like that. But then I wrote how she interacted with it, you know, and she was really a perfectionist and stuff like that, which I thought it was a cool idea because then anytime I look at that craft or I look at that picture, I can remember, oh, this is how she did her craft. And she can know how she handled that craft and did that as well. Um, At the library, they also had like a little two-year-old program and they did finger plays and read stories. And it really was, um, we always enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun when we did that. 
Uh, of course, we visited the zoo. We also potty trained this summer, and she has been doing so well I've, as I've gone back to work. She, I am so proud of her because, as you all teacher moms know, there can be stress, and, um, and it can be an adjustment for everyone in, in the moms, probably mostly, um, leaving your fabulous summer and returning back to work. And um, she and she, my in-laws have, she usually stays with my in-laws, and she stayed with them for a little bit. And then she has bounced around to several other people because we're just trying to um, keep her care covered while I'm at work. And um, she has adjusted so well. So I am so very proud of her. And I can't say that that was the easiest adventure that I was on this summer, but um, but we did it. And I'm, I'm really proud of her. So um, moving on, I have a few more things to chat about. Um, I did dedicate four days to training, but just four. I gave the rest of my summer to family, to friends, and most importantly, that special time with my daughter. So, um, but I did do, you know, that's, it happens. You know, teacher moms, that it just has to happen sometimes. Um, we had lots of family time. Sometimes it was just the three of us, my husband and my daughter and I. Um, other times, it, my, we got to spend a lot of time with my parents. Um, we spent time with my uh, sister-in-law and, and her husband, and um, also we, um, I even got a moment, like a day that my brother and my daughter and I just spent the day on the beach, which was, which was really nice, because it's not often that you, that I really get to sit down and just spend time with my brother, just him and I, and of course my daughter, because she's always around, but we loved having her there, and it was a very great time. So I'm very grateful and appreciative for all the time that I've been able to spend with people, and especially my family and friends and so forth. So, you know, another great thing, and I'm sure teacher moms maybe can relate to this as well, I spent time cooking and baking, and I made banana bread, and I made fish, and I, you know, actually played the role of mom and wife, which doesn't always happen consistently when, you know, we're running around, you know, doing everything that we do as teacher moms. So it was nice just being able to take part in those activities. Um, another thing that we did, just, you know, it is the simple thing sometimes, just going to the grocery store, which some people kind of like don't like, but I loved, I, I always love it during the summertime, but um, I loved going to the grocery store. My daughter liked, you know, there's a little car that's attached to the, um, the buggy that you push around. She loved getting in the car. It was a two-seater little light, and it had, it had like the little car and the steering wheel so she could drive it, and, and Mickey or Snoopy were like her buddy that sat next to her, and she, you know, just loved it, and anytime there was a Mickey balloon, you know, she got her cookie. She just loved that experience, and so did I, and even the cashier once um, sang the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song to her, so she and both of us really truly enjoyed that. Uh, during the summer, you probably can relate to this as well, I got to go shopping and buy new bathing suits and shoes and get a Bose speaker for by the pool, um, just, you know, things that I really never ever have time for, which is probably a good thing because I save a lot of money in that manner, but uh, just another fun activity. Another thing that I um, started doing this summer, and, you know, for the teachers out there, and even the moms, or whoever really is interested, but um, I plugged back into Twitter, and I opened my account back up, and I started getting familiar with um, with some twat chats. So I've been doing, um, that's what they should be called, twats. <laughs> no, I don't know. But okay, so I started doing Twitter chats, and they are really fun. So I've done travel chats, I've done food chats, I've done teacher chats, 
Uh, so I've really like plugged in and met a lot of people on Twitter, um, which is actually where I met Stacy as well. And it's just really cool to just meet so many people and get so many ideas. So if you are ever interested in taking part in a Twitter chat, uh, just let me know. You can email me and get in touch with me. Like I said, I'll share all my contact info at the end. But um, you certainly can... Uh, do that. And um, and I'll let you know some chats. I have them all marked on my calendar. So if you want to get plugged in in that way, um, absolutely get in touch and I will t uh, recommend some good chats to you. Um, something else that I learned that I had never heard of, but it's called PLN. And you know, teachers were all about the acronyms. PLN stands for personal or personalized learning network. So personal learning network, and that's kind of what you create on Twitter, from my understanding. I'm no expert on this, but you create that PLN, and then you have those people to, like, go to. You have those people to chat with. You have those people to grab ideas from. So a few more things. Um, Another thing I did over the summer, I read some education books. I listened to audiobooks. The audiobook Dream More by Dolly Parton is amazing. If you're having like a bad day or a bad season or a bad moment, um, put that in and listen to it. Listen to the Dream More audiobook. Um, it is inspiring. It will make you feel good. Dolly Parton reads it herself. She sings through it. She talks about education. Just a really great book. Uh, another thing I listened to was Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives by Gretchen Rubin. Um, I really, she also wrote The Happiness Project. I also participated in Facebook Live sessions. So I found her on Facebook, and Gretchen Rubin does Facebook Live sessions. And um, so you can sit there and like, like it if, you say, if she says someone you like, or you can make a comment. And one time she even said my name when she read my comment, which is crazy, that, that, but it was like really exciting because she's like a big time author. So anyway, so that's another thing. And then, you know, I got to stay up late and watch Jimmy Fallon. And then um, I got to sleep in. I caught up on movies, Interstellar, About Time, 21 Jump Street, Hot Pursuit with Reese Witherspoon and Sofia Vergara, very cute, Tangled, Age of Adeline, um, all really good movies. We watched Paw Patrol and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, of course, because I have a toddler. We did puzzles. We took naps sometimes. That didn't always work out as planned, but sometimes we took naps. Um, you know, I did the typical laundry and cleaning, and then sometimes I just did absolutely nothing. It was amazing. It was an awesome summer. And I encourage you to reflect on your summer, and you probably accomplished more than you think you did. And please send it over to me. I would love to hear how your summer was, and I would love to share. So um, it is time to transition over now to phase two. Summer is gone, and the new school year is upon us. So I am going to get Stacy Shoecraft here on the phone to ring in the new school year with us. Stacy has been amazing. She reached out to me um, this summer. Well, actually, it was really about a week ago, and it was the first day that I returned back to work. So I was beyond excited to receive this, this message from her, and we communicated back and forth. Um, however, you know, as a teacher mom, you probably can relate that that first week back and with my daughter being shuffled from here to there and having a Saturday training and laundry spilling out of the hamper, you know, life was in crazy mode. And um, so I'm sure on her end that my messages probably came across 
caused is erratic and scattered, but enthusiastic all the time, and I certainly couldn't pass up the opportunity. So I, I thought at one point for sure that Stacy was going to think that this woman, talking about me, like this woman does not have her act together and totally changed her mind. But she didn't, and I'm going to get her here on the phone, and I will tell you that she is just as authentic as any other teacher mom out there, and we are so glad to have you here. Hi, Stacy. So um, I just wanted to welcome you to Teacher Mom Talks Travel. We are so glad to have you here. And um, so basically the title of this show is A Successful Summer, Welcome Back. So I kind of explained at the beginning of the show that um, there's like two phases of the show. So it's kind of like we're saying goodbye to summer and hello to the new school year. And we are so happy to have you here to bring us some fresh, new, and exciting ideas to bring to our classroom um, this school year. So I would love to start out by asking you how your summer was and, and how did you spend your time? Jenny, let me say it's an honor to be on your podcast. This is my first one ever, so this is pretty big, and I appreciate your time and the fact that you want to share this. Um, I had an amazing summer, um, and if you were to say, you know, like back at, you know, on Sesame Street, today was brought to you by the letter P. My uh, year, my summer was productive, which is, you know, kind of funny to say, but it was awesome. I accomplished a lot. Um, I planted a garden. I was in uh, a Bible study, which would be the letter, you know, for pray. Took it, so I the planting. I took a, a class um, on guided math. I worked out daily. I presented on active-based learning at a different uh, two different workshops, and so just had a lot of fun things to do that you know you just really don't have time for as much in the in the school year. So it was it was great. I hope yours was too. It was. I did have a fantastic summer, and it was a great summer, and I, I love that you use the phrase, it's brought to you by the letter, because that is my, I use that all the time when I just talk and um, <laughs> post on Facebook and stuff. That's like my little phrase that I love using, so um, yeah, and it definitely was productive, and, and it's nice to reflect back and everything, so that's great. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit. I've, I've sent lots of praise already um, before you were on the show and um, about your book and everything. But uh, particularly one thing that I really like about your book is I felt like as a teacher mom that it was written for both parents and teachers. So you kind of wrote it from that mom perspective as well as that teacher perspective. So it's really good for both parties, whoever's listening, you know, and if you play both roles like many of us do, then it's really excellent for you. So tell us a little bit about you as the teacher and mom. Okay, as a teacher, I've seen firsthand the need for movement. It's really hard for a kid to sit that long. I know that there are, uh, there are people, my dad would be one in particular, who says, back in my day, you just sat there because you had to. Right. And, uh, and I, I understand that that's their opinion, but I have spoken to many teachers about this, and we see that the ability to focus is declining over time. And, and the thing is, is that I think school should be enjoyable, you know, in the sense that you know, that you're, not so, that you're not so limited that you have to sit still and that kind of thing. Um, as a parent, I know how hard the struggle was for my children, how disheartening it was when my son was in kindergarten especially, and he received warnings for moving too much. He had a phenomenal teacher, but I think um, as teachers, sometimes we want them just to sit still when they really need to move, you know, in order to learn. And so I guess in answering your question, um, as a parent, I love it because I know parents love it and that I allow their child to move and that I see them as individuals. And it's like, and for some of these kids, they can't learn unless they're moving. 
Right, absolutely. And I love how you share that um, that you know the the focus and things are declining in the classroom, and the ability to focus is declining. And um, I really like all the information and statistics and things that you brought up in your book about boys versus girls, you know, and and how you know in comparison of how boys are achieving versus girls are achieving. And you have a lot, a lot of great information in there, so I definitely enjoyed that part. Um, what are the benefits of in, of incorporating movement in the classroom? Um, there, well, one of the benefits is that there is improved long-term as well as short-term memory, uh, which surprised me because I didn't even think of that when I first started this. Um, the first thing that I immediately saw, though, was uh, improved behavior um, and then also increased focus. There's a lot more benefits than that, um, but those were the, my top three favorites of things that I like to tell people of why it's important. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's and you have so much good information in there that just listening to this clip in this small interview will not cover it all. So that's not you. We definitely want to send everybody to your book and, and to check it out because you have a lot of great benefits that you highlight in there about movement in the classroom. And that's definitely a selling point. Like if you're trying to sell it to administration or anybody, mm -hmm. you know, you want to dig deep and, and grab those facts that you have provided. So um, your book is full of ideas for ABL, active-based learning. Uh, can you share a few ideas that are mentioned in your book for creating these, this kind of learning environment? Um, and I am going to, I have a couple things that I want to share, but as far as like how I did it, I worked with a company called KidsFit, um, and they actually are now working with um, schools in probably over 40 states. Wow. So, you know, just little pockets here and there. Right. And they, uh, they have, these are the kinesthetic tables. So these tables have ellipticals. They have spinners if you want to do that. They have the back and forth movement with the boards, all these kinds of things. What, and they're very, the customer service is great because they will build to your specifications if you have something in mind, which I love that about them. Besides the kinesthetic tables, I also worked with the PE teachers at our school. They shared everything with me, which was very nice. You know, PE, uh, that PE tape or yoga balls or whatever I had an idea. One time in geometry, um, we were talking about angles, and so I borrowed the golf that they had. And we went out and made our own golf courses to try to mimic different angles. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then, of course, um, I used Amazon, and now you have Pinterest, which is great because everything's on Pinterest. Right, absolutely. And I do, and throughout your book, you, you do, I know you um, play on science a lot, too, like how you used all this equipment and different things to incorporate science into your lessons, which is really cool. And I, um, I love that, you, you know, you're talking about all the different equipment you have used in your classroom and everything, but... Um, you also include pictures of it, which was excellent for me because some of the stuff that you were talking about, I, you know, didn't even really know what that looked like and everything. And another thing I do want to throw out too, you ha you had a link in your book. You have YouTube videos, and there was one, um, I believe it was called the ABL Classroom or something like that. Or I actually just like searched your name in YouTube, and I found videos and everything. I really enjoyed those videos. So it's, it's nice to connect a picture with words and everything. And you did a great job at, with that. When are, um, what are some common fears teachers encounter with outside of the box ideas such as yours? Uh, I, when I say this, I have to say that, you know, I love teachers. I've always wanted to be a teacher and it took me a long time to get there, but I would say that um, they are afraid of 
every teacher, for the most part, has had that dream in the summertime where, you know, you've lost control of your, you, you come in and you have this class. Yes. <laughs> and, and they're afraid that if you do this, that you're going to have, you know, you will have no control. They're also afraid of taking away from instructional time, um, and that's very valid, you know. Or finally, that uh, another thing is is that they're that they're told to do it because we're told so many times, well, you have to do this and you have to do this, and you know, it's like we're trying to get it all done, and as they say, ain't right. got no time for that. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, you want to do what's best, but you know, the funny thing is when I think, oh, I don't have time for this, or you know, this is going to take away from instructional. You know how the kids, when they have that look, and you know, like they're you're losing them, right. they're tired, and it's like, and those times when I kept pushing forward. It, I realized later on if I would just ease up a little bit and just take that moment that they needed, then we would be good to go. And they all, and then it comes back to them. You know, they're ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's well worth your time. Very true. Uh, what strategies do you have for overcoming these fears? I think baby steps. Uh, yes. Find something that you're comfortable with it within your comfort zone. I mean, I know that this is out of our comfort zone, but still, you know, when uh, some, I have this one teacher in particular who arranges her markers in Roy G. Bibb order, so that kind of gives you an idea of what her room looks like. <laughs> and she came into my room and she saw different tables and she saw this one that had a table that had just bicycle seats underneath it. She goes, I could handle that. And I was like, okay. So, you know, finding something as opposed to something where they were bouncing up and down, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So find something that's in your um, comfort zone. And, and, of course, the first thing when I bring those kids in the first day is that I set them down and say, you guys are, you know, have such an opportunity. So use this wisely and let's talk about what this looks like, what it sounds like. So set the expectations just like you would for anything else. Uh, the kids will... Um, you know, they're going to want to know this. You know, they're going to want to be a part of this, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but you have, and if you see that they're um, having a hard time, you can tell them right off the disclaimer in the very beginning is, you know what, if you can't handle this, I'm going to dial it back. And, you know, and they're, and they're going to want to be a part of that. So they're going to be, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do this. And then that's, that actually, once you've set that expectation, you know, because you don't want thing one and thing two in the cat in the hat. You know, you, you want to be able to, to do this and then move on. Right. You know? Right, right, absolutely. And I have to pull out one of my favorite things. Actually, there are a lot of favorite things in the book. Just little, like, just little small little tips, you know, that, that I really enjoyed, like putting yoga balls on Frisbees. Like, wow, you know, those kind of things can, as a teacher, can just, like, blow your mind sometimes. But um, another one of the things I really liked is, is how you do that, uh, the calm of the egg drop or something <laughs> like that. Can you yeah. explain that a little bit further? I will. And it's hard not to see without the visualization. And, you know, it's, but I, I will. And so, you know how you have that egg? And so, and I tell the kids, I, I, I get the egg. I say, get the egg. And actually, let me, I get excited. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, that's great. I, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, you have the uncle who like, or maybe a lot of people do that. He would crack that egg or, and then all of a sudden he would put his hands down your, on your hair and it felt like the yolk was going down. Yeah. And so um, I tell the kids, I said, and, and I model it and I do it over and over and, and I change my voice kind of like what I'm doing now. I'm like, okay, grab your egg and I'll, they'll put it on there and then I'll crack my head, go, tick, tick. you know how you crack an egg? Right, right. And then I'm like, okay. And then this is the yolk. The yolk is the egg of, from the egg of calmness, and it's going down. And then I trace it with my hand over my ears, over my torso, down my legs, and then I scooch down to the floor. And then I talk to them, and we transition. I say, all right, now we're ready to move on to page whatever we're doing. And when we come up, we're good to go. 
And so, and then some of them will be ready to get up. Teachers do that too when I do this in, in yeah. presentations. Yeah. And, I'm like, and then I'm like, no, no, stay down here. And then, then we come up. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, you might need a bigger egg, but no matter what the case is, you know, if I get them, I like to get them really cranked up. But the thing is, is I can go out into a hallway or we'll be doing something and I don't always, after a while, have to do the whole bit. If we're, especially if we're out in, in public, I'll just say, crack your egg. Right. And all right. 29 of them do it and then they're calm. Yeah. That is, really that cool. is amazing. I, I almost just like went into a state of calmness. I just sitting here <laughs> after working all day, like, oh, that egg. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I use in my classroom, um, like serious, serious to silly, you know? So I'm like, okay, it, it, you know, silly time's over back to the serious, you know, but the egg is something that I am definitely going to, going to try out. That's a really neat idea. I really like that. So um, what can teachers do to get the equipment, tools, and experiences you have pro provided for your students and their very own classrooms? Okay. Well, right off the get-go, I can think of some things that will cost you little to no money. And one of them is you can start your morning with this, or maybe if you switch blocks. Um, we actually do that in between blocks, too. We do it in the morning, but we also do it in between blocks. And it started out, and I called it walk and talk, um, and we walk laps around the playground. And we do that for three to five minutes. And, I, and I'm just kind of walking with them. Not necessarily that we're in a, we're not in a line. We're just doing laps. And not because we're bad, but, you know, just because. It's like, and that's a, the opportunity for me to talk to them about their soccer game last night or, you know, how they're doing to, to check out where they're coming from. Um, and they love it. They all, that, that's one of those that they ask for. Um, they, and some of the kids, they don't want to walk. They want to run, and that's totally fine, too. Um, so they are running the entire time. And it, that's a good thing because it's getting that energy out and preparing their brains for learning. Another thing that I love is GoNoodle.com. Do you use that? Have you ever heard of that? I have, yeah. We have used that before. Very yeah. popular at our school. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I love it because the boys like it as well as the girls do, and they have activities now for indoor recess, which is when it's raining, and that, that's cool because the kids love it. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I would recommend is in centers, um, being creative and allowing for movement. The PE tape is my new find, which probably everybody's known forever except for me, but it's great for creating things. Like, you know, you could do a tic-tac-toe and put different numbers in there, like on a number pad, and use that for place value. You know, if you throw dice, big foam dice, uh -huh. and um, you could, you know, tap out the numbers with your feet, or you could use that same tape and you could use, make it a cross and doing the quadrants for math, and they could, sh and you instantly know that they know the x-axis or the y-axis, or you could use it to make a ladder on the floor, a pretend ladder, and then they step on the sides only, and they're bending over, and they're answering in the questions for vocabulary, for science, or math, or reading as they're going, or maybe that they're using it uh, for life cycles, or sequencing and reading, um, and it's awesome, and I, I love using PE tape. Right. That is really cool. That is a very good idea. And I, I have to say, I remember uh, reading about your walk and talk um, in your book as well. And mm -hmm. um, it was another one of those phrases that I connected with because when I worked for the YMCA, that was the little phrase that we used. And that's how we got our, like, as the kids were arriving, we did a walk and talk. So that it was just really funny. There were just so many great things that I connected with uh, as I was reading your book. So um, another question I have for you, did you accomplish this movement mission, how you transform your classroom and everything? Did you do that in a public school? I did. Oh, cool. Very good. 
<laughs> yeah, I was very fortunate. My administrator was very much on board, and so um, I was blessed. That's awesome. That's very inspiring. Good to hear. Very good. Um, so I personally would like to, as you said, I'd like to take baby steps and start small with this movement mission, but I, I do think there are so many great benefits and that it certainly would make my class, you know, more fun and engage, engaging. Um, mm -hmm. So what steps should I take first? What would be your recommendations? My first thing is to do it afraid. Uh, get out of your comfort zone, which we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. um, you aren't doing, and this is the thing that we need to remember, is you aren't doing this for you, it's for the kids. And it needs to be the main focus um, or, or your goal. Because I know when once we first got the tables, and they're all going, they look like hamsters. And I'm ADD, <laughs> so it was hard for me to focus looking at them. I'm right, like, right, like, true, true. Like, Are you guys okay? And they're like, oh, this is great. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, uh. so it's not about me. Uh, and I know that you don't have that problem, but uh, second, talk to your PE teacher and see if they can share any of their equipment. Um, so you like what you just mentioned about the yoga balls, you know, because they love that. And there's easy things that they may be willing to do on that. Um, and a most important part of this before you before you're bringing these things in is be real with your kids. Have the, the this meeting. Um, and the one thing that I haven't even talked about, and I don't know if I mentioned in the book, is one of the really cool side effects is that it brings you closer as a family. Right. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And so be real with them and tell them what you'd like to see, what your vision is, what you'd like to see happen, and tell them that they could be agents of change and that they could be improving the classroom. And right. they love having a voice, and, that, and they're going to have great suggestions. Um, one thing that just popped in my head is, like, what I did is like, you know, if you see, if you could get access, if you want like a stationary bike in your classroom, uh -huh. then bring one in just to see. And you can easily share that with 30 kids, you know, using like a smart board or popsicle sticks or whatever. So, I mean, right. these are all very small things that you could do, you know, to, to make changes in your positive changes in your classroom. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I know you talk about, you know, reaching out to the community and getting grants and things like that, too. So I'm, I'm always into writing grants for something new and stuff. And um, so definitely, you know, like I, I'm going to I'm really going to start thinking about this. And I and I know I love the point that you brought up, too, about like how so much money is spent on technology mm -hmm. and and curriculum that's ever changing. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. And I will say I am like I think technology is great. I think it's cool. I'm always into like something new and innovative and things like that. I think it's cool to bring into the classroom. And I have, you know, I, I have had the opportunity to bring technology into the classroom. But I will tell you, we have, we have spent so much money on technology and never until probably I read your book, did I ever think this is somewhere I'd like to spend money on, you know, this is what I'd like to write a grant on. So it truly did inspire me. Um, I really did enjoy reading your book. It was easy to read. It was easy to connect with. You, you know, you speak from a teacher heart, a parent's heart. There was humor, you know, throughout it. And, and, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the pictures. So um, thank you so much for your time. Um, I do thank want you. you to please, um, you know, provide some information about how people can get a hold of your book, um, how they can get in contact with you and anything else that you would like to share. Thank you so much. You've just like filled me up. I love that. My, my bucket's full right now. Yay. <laughs> Mine is too. It's a great thing. Positive energy all around. <laughs> um, 
my, to purchase the book, um, I have it online. You can get the Kindle version, which is 33% cheaper um, for those people who like, you know, if you want to work out. That's how I got it on the Kindle, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, or you can just, you know, purchase it otherwise a hardback. And it's, it's called Teaching Through Movement, Setting Up Your Kinesthetic Classroom. And it's available through Amazon. And if anybody, per, when they purchase that, if they could write a review, that would be great. Because my whole goal isn't about, I mean, the book is great. But the, the, the thing is, is that it's about the movement, right. literally the movement of right. this. I was just Absolutely. talking to this woman in Australia about how she's trying to make this happen, you know, because she had seen this. And it's like, that's what's most important is our kids. So setting, you know, taking the time to write a review would be really cool because it would help me spread the, the word. Um, mm. And then if you would love to, if I would love to get in contact with anybody who would like to converse and you could do that through um, my email, which is teach through movement at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. And I'm so glad that you said the title of your book because I totally meant to, and I don't remember if I mentioned it towards the beginning of the show. So I'm glad you said that. And then I will also put the title in the description of the podcast too. So everybody can find it really easily. And you're Stacy Shoecraft. So, you know, that's another way to, I, and actually, I think I just searched your name on Amazon and, and yeah. the book came right up too. So that's a real exactly. easy way to find it. So thank you so much to, for sharing. I look forward to, you know, maybe sharing the little small trans transformations that occur in my classroom and I hope the teachers and the moms and anybody out there listening if if you have anything that you do um, based upon your book or um, this show please share it out with us as well so that brings us to the closing portion of our show our connection question and Stacy I hope to be in contact again with you soon thanks so much thank you mm. it's been a, an honor and a pleasure I appreciate it thank have you school year. Oh, thank you. You too. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So now it is your turn to talk. This is our connection question segment of our show. And I have two connection questions for you today. Um, I would love for you to Please send over to me your summer successes. Let's keep summer going all year by sharing out the fun that we had over this past summer and just share with me all of those happy moments and joyous occasions that you celebrated and enjoyed this past summer. So I would love to share it out as well with your permission. The second connection question, I would love for you to share how you incorporate movement in your classroom, or even better, if you try something out that Stacy shared with us, an idea that she had from today's podcast or from her book, please feel free to contact either of us and let us know the kind of movement that you are incorporating in your classroom. We would absolutely love to hear from you. And I want to tell you how you can get in contact with me. So just remember, you can email me at teachermomtalks at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at teachermomtalks. Or you can even post up on our Facebook page, which is Teacher Mom Talks. So Twitter, Facebook, and email are all great places and ways to reach me. So you have um, plenty of options and things to share about your sunny summer and hopefully your movement activities as well. So remember, we are on the 10th of every month. So 
teacher mom talks travel, the T and then the T and tenth should help you remember that um, the tenth of every month is when I will put a new podcast episode out. So we will be back on September 10th and I will anticipate that moment, I'm sure, because I do love, even throughout my busy schedule, I love sitting down at this microphone and sharing with all of you. So in upcoming episodes, um, we'll include interviews from other TMTT fans about their most recent summer travel. So I've gotten some emails and information and been in contact with people and they want to share out about their trips. And I'm super excited. I love talking to people, learning from people, and I hope you all will enjoy hearing and learning from them as well. But until then, may the adventures that lie ahead bring you joy, growth, and experiences that inspire you to be the best teacher and mom God created you to be. Have a happy day. Thanks for listening today to Teacher Mom Talks Travel. Mark your calendars. The 10th of every month is Teacher Mom Talks Travel Day. Did you catch that alliteration? Now you can't forget. So this means that I will be posting a new show on the 10th of every month. Please join us each month for a new episode. Also, make sure if you are a fan of this show, please subscribe, rate, and review our show in iTunes. I want to hear from you. This is a wonderful way for me to connect with other teachers, moms, families, and travelers. So please email me your questions, comments, or feedback on how to improve my show at teachermomtalks at gmail.com. You can also find more information about the show on the Teacher Mom Talks Facebook page or at Teacher Mom Talks Twitter account. That's me. I will post new episodes, articles that relate to the show, and more. So please join our virtual community. Happy travels!